joy to see uh, a lot of family and, and friends here with us tonight. Merry Christmas. It's good to see you all here. Thank you for joining us at Disciples Church on this Christmas Eve 2018. The Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, the reference to Jesus himself. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. And in him was life. And the life was the light of men. These words in the opening narrative of the Gospel of John reveal to us the eternal reign of Jesus. God the Son. He is God. He is with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit from eternity past. He has always been, is, and always will be. And through Him, all things are made in creation. John says that in Jesus' life, the life of Jesus was the light of mankind. Wow. The Holy Trinity the eternal reign of God the Son. It is with His eternal power and authority and glory in view that we rightly consider the wonder and the true gift that it is that He would willingly lower Himself to put on flesh, to become just like us in order to save us from our darkness and our sin. To truly appreciate the wonder of Christmas, the birth of Jesus, we must appreciate who He is and what He came to us to do. Tonight, we conclude our Advent season here at Disciples Church that we've celebrated all month long. It's been a joy. We've looked at the Advent, which means the arrival of, the arrival of hope and love and peace and joy in ways that we've never known in the horizontal context without Christ. Tonight, as we lit the Christ candle, we take this moment to look at Jesus' birth and the arrival of lasting life. The simple truth we must understand is this. God is life, and we can't have eternal life without God unless our sins are completely paid for, covered. He will not betray His holiness to fellowship eternally with us in our sin. We can't enjoy life that is the Holy Trinity, the light, if we still love and live in the darkness, in our sin. Jesus himself said in John chapter 3, 19 through 20, people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light, does not come into the light, lest his works should be exposed. The Holy Scriptures are clear that apart from the work of Christ in our lives, all un unregenerate people, are darkened in their understanding 
alienated from the life of God because of their ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. That's Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18. Mankind loves the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil, because of sin. This is the consequence of the fall of the first man, Adam, and every person born into this world since him. We are born, the scriptures say, morally corrupt, what we call totally depraved. Total depravity is the state of being spiritually dead. Yeah, we're physically alive, but spiritually dead because of our sin. We don't fellowship and have life with that with God. We're spiritually removed and dead because of our sin. It's not just that some parts of us are dead and spiritually dead and others are good. Rather, every part of our being is affected by our sin, the scriptures teach us. Our intellects, our emotions, our desires, our decision-making, our goals, our motives, our physical bodies are affected by sin. The unregenerate person is at war with God and the light he brings. The truths of the Holy Word are offensive to an unregenerate person. Why? God is holy and pure light. Sin doesn't like to be exposed. It prefers the dark. A simple analogy is the activity of cockroaches. They don't like the light. That's why they party and do their thing at night. We as people have become like that too. Many times we prefer the dark in our sin. Because the darkness is where we think our sin, our cheating, our immoral practices and values are hidden. Think about a drug addict when, when binging on drugs for days. They need a darker and darker room. Why? Because the light literally begins to hurt. We prefer the darkness many times because... There we can cheat, we can be fake, we can just do whatever we want to do. Where do you hide something that you don't want others to find? You don't hide it on top of the kitchen table in the light exposed to everybody. You hide it deep in a closet, buried in a drawer, under the ground, in the dark. The extent to which we hide something often reveals the sickness within it, the lie, the death it contains. Romans chapter 1 tells us that while mankind knew of God in creation, we did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him, but we became futile in our thinking, and our foolish hearts were darkened. Romans chapter 1 verse 21. Just as a few verses earlier, Paul reveals the consequence of our sinful rebellion to trust and honor God. The reality of our darkened heart is the wrath of God is revealed against from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by our unrighteousness suppress the truth. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 says the wages of sin is death. Simply put, we earn our wage for our sin is death. 
We earn death because of our sin. You must see tonight that this is our biggest problem. This is our biggest problem in this life. Bigger than broken relationships. Bigger than poverty. Bigger than unemployment. Bigger than homelessness. It's bigger than cancer in your life. Any illness you might be suffering, your sin and separation from God is your biggest problem. No gift under the tree this Christmas can solve this problem. Only one gift given by only one giver can solve this problem, according to Holy Scripture can solve our spiritual death and darkness that separates us from God and earns us eternity in damnation. I bring you good news tonight that that giver has given that gift. Look at the next part of this verse, Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. The greatest gift ever given in the history of mankind is eternal life. How does one have eternal life? In Jesus Christ our Lord. Looking closer at these words, Christ, if you didn't know, is not Jesus' last name. It's a title that he's given. It means Messiah. It means Royal Redeemer. It was the promised One, from the beginning of the fall of mankind, throughout the Old Covenants and the Old Testament, the promised Redeemer would be the Messiah to redeem a fallen people from their sin. Matthew 1, 20-21, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son. And you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus in Hebrew is the name Yeshua. It means Yahweh saves. The high and holy name of God, Yahweh. God saves. Back to John chapter 1 where I opened verse 14. And the word... Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. God the Son set aside His glory, His eternal throne, to put on flesh and become just like you and I, yet without sin. Why did He do this? Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17 clearly reveals Jesus had to be had to be made like us in every respect so that he could pay for the sins of his people. Friends, family, hear me this morning, this evening. I'm used to doing this in the morning. <clears throat> See, if I wouldn't have said anything, half of you wouldn't even caught it. <clears throat> How I pray for you. I've been praying for you. That these truths, this most central truth at Christmas, this annual celebration of the greatest gift ever given, 
a gift that we did not deserve in any way, a gift that God was not obligated to give by any means. It was the gift of light, the gift of life, eternal life, a light that shines in the darkness and saves undeserving sinners from eternal death to eternal life. This is why Jesus, where Jesus' other title comes in in this verse, Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift from God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, Messiah, our Lord. Lord means master. One who has authority over another. See, the gift from God is not for the entire world, but for those who will confess their sin and surrender their life to Jesus to be their Lord. Those who want to pridefully or arrogantly represent themselves and go their own way remain condemned by their sin before a holy God. Those who will submit themselves to the Lordship of Jesus Christ will be saved. The fact is, God the Son took on flesh. He was born of a virgin in Bethlehem, just as the prophecies of long ago told. He lived without sin so that He could sacrifice His life in place of ours, so that He could pay for our sin, so that those who trust in Him as Savior and Lord are given His righteousness. So when the Holy God looks upon us, He doesn't see our failed works, our sin. He sees Christ's righteousness laid upon us. For Jesus took upon Himself our deserved wrath for our sin. This is the only way one can be restored to God. The only way out of the darkness. The only way out of eternal damnation. The only way to solve our biggest problem. To have Jesus be your Savior and Lord. The question is, will you confess your sin before Him and submit your life to Him as Lord tonight? I pray you do. I pray at a minimum you do real business with these things to set aside the Holy Scriptures and to say in your own, you're going to decide how it's going to go or how it's going to be is a very arrogant road to take. One that hangs everything on the line. I plead with you out of great love that you would hear these words and do business with these things tonight. I pray at least you would ask a friend or a loved one who maybe invited you here who claims that Jesus is Lord of their lives. Ask them about their hope and love and peace and joy that they found only in Christ Jesus and why it's so very different than what they had known before. God is doing a great thing in this exciting new season here at Disciples Church, and we would love to have you, if you live here in Bakersfield, to begin to join us and worship with us. But more important than that, and, and more important of first importance, is to receive this great gift of Christmas. The gift of eternal life, found only in Jesus Christ our Lord. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. 
the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. John chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. What is also so amazing about salvation in Jesus Christ for those joyful to call him Lord is that we get to serve him. We get to live our lives now with a main, its main purpose is to make much of his name. That our days and our moments and our words have an eternal purpose to them. To be a light in the darkness for others to see the gospel. To see what Christ has done in us and how he can transform others. Jesus said in Matthew 5, To those of us who are saved and made alive in Christ, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Church, my prayer this Christmas. And as the new year of 2019 approaches, the redeemed people of God do not make light of Jesus' gospel, nor cast aside our calling to be an active part of the local church, to grow in His holy word and sanctification, and to testify loudly to anyone put in your path of this good news that has saved us and set us free. May we let the light of Christ shine bright in and through us. I'm going to pray. And after I pray, as I pray, the band's going to come up and they're going to lead us um, into our final song that we're going to sing together tonight, O Holy Night. As we begin to sing, the elders are going to come forth with their little candles and we're going to light, take the light from the Christ candle tonight and we're going to pass it to the front rows. Um, and then as you receive the light, you're going to pass it forth. Here's my practical encouragement for lighting many fires. <laughs> if you are the one holding the light, hold your candle straight up. Let the non-lit candle dip into your light, not the other way around. Okay? Lit candles stay straight. All right? And we'll pass it through the room and we'll sing out to God, O holy night, keep your candles lit unless they need to be extinguished. And I'll come back and conclude us. And then I'm going to ask us to attempt to move our lit candles out into the quad uh, and into the night sky. And we'll extinguish them outside and make our way unto the rest of our Christmas Eve, our Christmas Day celebrations and opportunities to testify of this good news. Pray with me, and we'll begin. Father, we thank you for this time, this time together to worship you, to celebrate the low-born king, to celebrate the, the beauty and the wonder of this gift you gave, this sacrifice that Jesus made not only on the cross, Not in a humble servant's life. Not even a place to lay his head for many of his years. But simply in the taking on flesh, in the incarnation. An amazing gift for the eternal and all-powerful God the Son to put on flesh. 
to come and save a sinner like me. Father, I pray for those whom you've ordained would be here tonight to hear the gospel proclamation that you would love them enough to make war with their staunchly held position in life in these things by the proclamation of your holy word that you God are at work in our lives that you will have all you intend to save and so we we thank you for the work you're doing already in hearts and lives and what you'll begin the stirring the opportunity to talk about these great truths Lord it is my great desire to see many come to know you many adopted into your eternal family that we would be family now and forever in glory with you your holiness came forth that night we worship you in this amazing gift given be glorified and cast the light of Christ through us to many you put in our path tonight, tomorrow, and the, the rest of the days you ordain for us. That our days would have a new purpose, a new aim, a new beginning for your glory, your eternal glory, for others' eternal good, and our eternal joy. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.